0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollars first bet offer on your first wager.
1: Hello, and welcome to Football and Grits, the Athletics SEC podcast. It's Friday, and you're hearing me, your, your co-host for the day, David Ubbin, with Mitch Light. You might be a little confused, but listen, the thing about hurricanes is they're not great for podcasts, among other things. Uh, and so we are subbing in for John Hayes this week. He'll be back next week with a guest. But we're here to talk about the weekend ahead in the SEC, pick some games, and uh, gently nudge you, perhaps, in a direction that you should go. Mitch, when you look at the SEC slate... On the whole this week, what are the major things that, that you're looking at?
2: It's a good week, David, and I think we've come to appreciate that we're watching college football at all. So I think you, we can't uh, we can't complain too much. I always judge you know, normally when I'm looking at a conference, slight tangent here, I look at the depth of the conference. how you know how, how good are teams seven, eight, nine, ten? When I'm judging mm-hmm. a week of college football, I look at how good are the best games. And how good is that CBS game? LSU-Auburn, in some years, (laughs) that is an amazing game. This year, it's a good game. So it's a solid week, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you, David, this is one of those. Now, I will be in front of the TV from 11 a.m. to midnight Central Time. (laughs) But I think, you know, if you're an SEC fan and you like the league, I don't know if you need to watch all you know 12 hours of SEC football. It's a good week, not a great week.
1: Yeah, there's no Alabama-Georgia this week, to say the least. Some some, some games that should be entertaining middling football. LSU-Auburn, the top of that list. But let's start with Georgia and Kentucky. You know, again, I, I feel like this is a, a more interesting game than perhaps you do. Georgia, they opened at 13, now a 17-point favorite, just an over-under of 41, which basically says Georgia scores more than 28 points. I think it's fair to question whether or not Kentucky can get to the double digits, but I think they can. I don't. I think Georgia, you know, they're they're not a a, a group that I think is going to be able to control the game as well as they would like uh, against Kentucky's defense. I think Kentucky can string together some drives, force some turnovers, pressure Stetson Bennett. You know, the reality is this is obviously a a better defense than Georgia faced against Alabama. I think, you know, it's sometimes for some folks that maybe don't watch as closely, that's hard to stomach, but that's the reality. I think that defense can give them some short fields, maybe put some points on the board. And and I I like Kentucky to keep this much, much closer. I just think when you have a game that's going to be this low scoring, 17 points is is too many. It's too many, and and Kentucky can hang and and keep this thing a a two-score ball game.
2: I am probably not going to surprise you. I'm going the other way. I think this Georgia defense is going to make a struggling Kentucky offense uh, struggle to score almost any points. I I can see Kentucky – I'd be surprised if Kentucky got to double digits in this game. Now, we'll be interested to see what happens at quarterback. Terry Wilson has been hurt all week. Uh, Joey Gatewood might get his first start, first career start. And I'm a huge Eddie Grant fan. I think the offensive coordinator of Kentucky has done a – Tremendous job being versatile over the years. I love what they did mm-hmm. last year with a, you know, Lynn Bowden, wide receiver, playing quarterback. And they, they've been, like I said, very versatile. I just think they're limited this year. Georgia defense will, will suffocate them. Kentucky, this, they've had three straight, sub 300 yard games the first time since the joker phillips era three straight games under 300 yards now they're facing the best defense in the conference that number is a little high but i i think it's something like a 27 to 7 type game
1: i think more than anything this is for me more a bet against george's offense not so much you know for kentucky's uh, offense or or any of those things i just think. Um, again if they can get some short fields starting the drive at the you know at their own 45 which i think is a real possibility get a turnover start the drive in field goal range i think that can happen a couple times and again I just don't think Georgia's going to be able to score enough. You know, I, I, I'm not really impressed with, with Alabama's defense, and Georgia only put 24 on those guys. And I think Kentucky is a better defense. I don't think they score enough. So give me, give me the Wildcats there. I feel, I feel pretty strongly Ooh, about that Okay, one. I'm
2: making some mental notes as we go on. Da- <laughs> da- David Ubbins says, doesn't like the Alabama defense. If you're listening to yesterday's pod, thinks Mac Jones is mediocre at best. So I'm just, I'm not, I'm just jotting some stuff down about your thoughts on the, the mighty Crimson Tide.
1: Uh, they feel like that, that Crimson Tide team uh, classic case of uh, the sum is greater than the equal of its parts I suppose uh, but you know what we'll the... everyone lauds Alabama
2: everyone can't say enough great things about him. so if there's if there's one guy in Knoxville Tennessee who's not
1: 100% <laughs> on the bandwagon I think the Crimson Tide is okay with that maybe we'll see yeah. LSU Auburn the uh, I'm making air quotes right now marquee <laughs> game of the weekend <laughs> Uh, I think this game could be pretty fun. I think we may see a lot of points uh, in this ball game. Um, I mean, this is sort of the the, the quintessential coin flip. But I, I, I think I I think I like the the dogs the road dogs LSU in this ball game. I think they discovered a little something against South Carolina. I think uh you know we'll see what T J Finley has to offer if he ends up playing. The Miles Brennan situation seems a little bit uh, iffy. Um, but I just I'm just not a believer uh, in Auburn I think again if LSU can play some zone get some doubles on Seth Williams limit the big plays um, you know if they try to one on one Seth Williams with one safety over the top uh, that's gonna be a problem uh, but i I think LSU can score enough to win this ball game this may be this may be a game where you know the last team to have have the ball in the last few minutes wins it but I like the I like lSU. Going on the road, uh, again, air quotes, on the road, uh, and gets a W at Auburn. Wins outright.
2: What was the number you had, two? Auburn by two? Two is what
1: I saw. It's moved around quite a bit, but we'll stick with two. All right,
2: I'm going two for two and disagreeing with my Um, co-host. I think if it's T.J. Finley, I trust Auburn to do a lot more than South Carolina to make his life difficult. We talked about this on yesterday's pod. That was the thing. T.J. Finley had a great first game. South Carolina didn't get much pressure on them. They got off to a lead. Didn't really have to – there weren't a lot of high-pressure throws. I think against Auburn, there's going to be some more high-pressure throws there. Um, Again, South Carolina had 7.9 yards per play on that LSU defense, so it's not like a lot of things have been solved there. LSU scored a special teams touchdown, a defensive touchdown, made the game look a little more of a blowout than it really was. So I like Auburn at home. The stat, it's Bo Nicks. Auburn's 3-0 when he does not throw a pick. 0-2 when he does. Bo no interceptions. Auburn win.
1: All right. Mitch, is there a reason I should believe in Vanderbilt? Not really. Has not been. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I pause
2: there. You know, the, the stats have not been pretty, and I looked this up last year, and the numbers are, are alarmingly bad again. Last year, like relative to its conference, Vanderbilt was the worst team in the country as far as yards per play differential in league games. Mm-hmm. And this year, it's, it's they've only played three games, but they are getting outgained by 3.4 yards per snap. Like every time the ball snapped, the other team has a three-and-a-half-yard advantage, and that's, that's not good. You know, their offense is struggling with a true freshman quarterback in Ken Seals. Defense has been gashed. Now, they've been hit hard by COVID. That's been well-documented. Yeah. Uh, the secondary, it's been a revolving door in the secondary. So, there's got to be some communication issues there. Um, now, Vanderbilt's won two straight against Ole Miss in Nashville. Uh, different circumstances. They had Kyle Shermer at quarterback both those times there. Number?
1: What number do you have? I have sixteen and a half. Is that what you have? I have 18 okay. is what I saw. Okay. That's a, pretty, that's a crossing the 17 key number. I don't think it's going to matter. I think Ole Miss, too explosive. Yep. Vandy, I just, you know, I suppose when they haven't played in three weeks, you have to revive the the rested versus rusty uh, argument. I just don't think the talent's there. I think Ole Miss is going to be able to put up a ton of points. Uh, This smells like um, 50 points. from from Ole Miss. They're going to give up some plays. I think Vandy will set a new season high in points. But I think Ole Miss scores a ton. And and Lane getting the cover for those boosters. He knows. He knows. Oh, he
2: knows what time it is. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) I think Vanderbilt struggles to tackle in space. And I think Ole Miss does a good job getting their playmakers in space. They have a really good... You know, really good skill position players. One thing to watch: Vanderbilt really struggled with John Rice Plumley. He played quarterback virtually every snap last year in that game, and they rolled up a huge number. Not saying that they're going to change; Ole Miss is going to change their personnel for one game, especially if it's Vanderbilt. But uh, they did a really good job uh, getting Bryce Plumley and those running backs to the second level, making a defensive back miss, and then they had a ton of big plays in that game.
1: I'm gonna start calling you Mitch Light Plumley now from all from all future references. I wish I had that young you're man's big, ad- You're a big Plumley advocate. <laughs> I know.
2: I wish I had that young man's athletic ability. He play he's a great he's a great
1: <laughs> baseball player, he's a football what's there not to like? I fair enough. I think the the fact that he's not playing probably would be the main thing I would list as not to like. But I did like what I saw from him last year. Corral, the picks are an issue. Uh but we'll see. I don't think Vandy's gonna be uh testing him in that front.
0: Requires high-speed Internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV.
1: Terms and restrictions apply. On the uh, lopsided line, I've got Alabama minus 31. Uh, I'm taking that. (laughs) I just think Alabama, I think they're going to be able to slow down Mississippi State. uh, I think they're going to just run over them. I don't see it. Uh, I think uh, Alabama scores at will. They sort of... These are not the games where they're going to feel the loss of Jalen Waddell. I think they're going to score a ton of big plays uh, over the top, and I don't think Mississippi State is going to be able to move the ball consistently. Alabama has some defensive issues. I don't think Mississippi State is going to be a team that, that can exploit those.
2: Yeah, my first, when I saw the line this high, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go Mississippi State. That's too high. But then I just you look at the numbers and you look what Alabama's done, and I'm with mm-hmm. you. I think they are going to... Get out to a big lead. This Mississippi State team cannot have the morale cannot be high. You know we talked about this yesterday on yesterday's pod, and they had a bye week last week. Evidently, no days off. They kept practicing. They need the practice, I guess. Uh, But Mississippi State has this stat floored me: under four yards per play the last two games. I look back over over Mike Leach's entire tenure at Washington State, even the early years before they got going, he never had that happen to him. So this is like unprecedented uh, lack of explosiveness lack of consistency i guess i should say for this mississippi state offense kj costello uh it was an or will rogers the true freshman at quarterback i mean do you really want to put a i I know this isn't a vintage alabama defense but do you really want to put a a true freshman back there and i i think nick saban in this alabama defense wants to do all it can to shut down a mike leach offense and i'm with you i think alabama wins easily
1: yeah i what was it uh the first time in like Two hundred and sixty games, or something that that uh, against Kentucky, that, that Mississippi State or Mike Leach team did not score an offensive touchdown. That was uh, an interesting sight, <laughs> but I think yeah, I, I just think Alabama too much here. A terrible matchup for Mississippi State, uh, and a, coming at a, a rough time, even off of the uh, the idle week. Too much going on. Bama uh, rolls. Arkansas. Takes the trip to uh, Dan Mullen's favorite visiting stadium, Kyle Field, to face AM. 1st time since like
2: 2012, uh, I think, this game's usually... Yeah,
1: I've been... I used to cover the Southwest Classic pretty often just because it was in Dallas and it was easy and those teams are usually pretty good. What was so the, seen what was the crowd
2: split there usually for that?
1: Uh, it's usually like... They never fill it up. But I think once or twice they might have filled it up. It's usually like two-thirds full. I mean, Cowboys Stadium, or I guess what, AT&T Stadium, uh, is you know it's like 100 something thousand so or i guess it's 90,000 um, so it's like he usually i would say like 60 40 maybe 65 35 a and m the aggies usually have more folks um, but th- those are games are are always interesting jerry jones always has to bite his lip and hand that trophy yes. to a uh, and m no i don't think they're doing that trophy this year i for i i forget it's no one really cares about it but the trophy looks very fancy i don't know it's it's a weird deal either way Uh, A&M, 12.5 point uh, favorites. If you listen to yesterday's show, this is a deep disrespect of a very plucky Arkansas team. And an Arkansas defense that I think is going to be able to slow down. Isaiah Spiller, Kellen Mond. I don't think they're going to shut them down, uh, but I, I think they can score enough to keep this competitive. I like Arkansas to really get this within a score. And I think it comes down to the end here where Arkansas either needs a stop or uh you know, has to score there at the end to win the game. I think they come up short. They lose a close one, but twelve and a half feels like way too many. I'm taking the dogs again. Now I'm not a veteran of talk
2: radio or you know, whatever, but <laughs> I, I I've been told by people in it it's good to have conflict and a lot of times in talk radio people manufacture conflict. I can assure you we're not manufacturing all the – <laughs> I'm disagreeing with David on almost every pick, and there's nothing manufactured about it. I like A&M at home to roll. I think Arkansas has been one of the best stories in college football. Love Sam Pittman. Love what they're doing there. But their offensive numbers have not been good. Um, they're in the, One thing they've done is they've forced a lot of turnovers. They are first in the SEC. They forced 13 turnovers, 10 interceptions. That's a number that's not sustainable. They beat Ole Miss by – Picking off six passes. I don't think you're going to do that to Kellen Mond, a senior. I think if Arkansas can't get the short field and force the, those turnovers, they are not going to score enough. I think Texas A&M is feeling pretty good about itself. I like the Aggies, not not another blowout, but comfortably, you know, a fourteen seventeen point win at home. A rare time when there's a home team in this game.
1: Well, here's the thing with Arkansas right now. Like, I don't disagree with you on the turnovers that they probably are playing above their head. But I think the more you look at them, the more you look at the roster, uh, the more you look at you know, the, the additions that they've made, um, you know, uh, Traylon Burks coming out and, and having a huge season the way that he has, I think this team last year was playing so far below its talent level that that's not really the Arkansas team. I right. think the team that we're seeing this year, even though it's playing above its talent level, the team that we're seeing this year is closer to what it probably should be than the team that we saw last year. And I think, I don't think I fully respected that coming into the season. I was like a lot of folks wondering if Arkansas was staring down the barrel at, at Owen 10. Obviously that's not the case, but I think Arkansas, um, uh, makes this really competitive. Um, and, and I think they, again, I just think that the, the books haven't really caught up to, uh, Arkansas just quite yet. And I think this is a game where they expose that line a little bit and, and make this a competitive ball game, even at Kyle field. So hopefully, uh, Hopefully Dan Mullen will be okay. Dave, you make a good point there about the recruiting.
2: And if there's, you know, We talk about certain programs like Wisconsin and uh, Northwestern maybe always overplay, outplaying their recruiting rankings. If there was a metric where we could figure out over the last two or three years probably no program in the last 10 or 20 years has underperformed its recruiting rankings more than Arkansas. Now you could say programs like Texas, but Texas is always good. Arkansas mm-hmm. was awful last year, despite stringing together like five or six straight top 30 classes. And uh, I saw them in person a couple of years ago and was alarmed by how uncompetitive they were. Uh, but you're, you're right. Sam Pittman, they're, they're, they're pushing the right buttons and,
1: and uh, they've been very competitive, but I'm sticking with my Aggies in this one. Yeah. Watching that team lose to San Jose state, get rocked by North Texas. That was alarming to see kind of amazing. Um, Toughest pick of the week here for me, Mitch. Mizzou, Florida. I I don't know what to make of this. I I think there's going to be a ton of points in this game as well. But I still think that Florida defensive front uh, is due for a a big game. You know, we mentioned on the pod yesterday, this is a game where you could see maybe an Eli Drinkwitz breakout game, a Connor Bazelak game where people really start to perk up and and pay attention to him on a conference-wide level. I just uh, – Florida's defense has got holes, but I don't know that that Missouri's offense is quite on the same level of Ole Miss and being able to to poke those holes. I I think Florida scores late here and and wins this thing comfortably, 14 to 20-ish points. I've got them at a 12.5-point favorites. I like Florida to cover here. It might be entertaining early. We could see maybe I could see Missouri taking like a ten three lead early, uh, script the first drive and, and tear through Florida, but I just think the athletes eventually catch up to him and and uh, and Mizzou does not get the cover here.
2: Yeah, this was the most difficult game for me to mm-hmm. to pick. Um, I went Mizzou. I'm going to stick Mizzou. You almost talked me out of it there, at Florida. <laughs> Um, but they're they're four and four in the last eight meetings. Probably not what Florida fans had in mind when Missouri joined the conference, you know, eight years ago. That they're going to go four and four in their first eight meetings. The interesting thing is the last seven have been decided by seventeen points or more. Have not been cl- have not had close games. Um, and one thing about that Missouri offense and Connor basically has looked good. And you saw them you saw his debut in person in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. But th- that offense has scored twenty points or fewer in the three games when they're not playing Bo Pelini. So (laughs) I I know Florida has had its issues on offense, and I might be talking myself out of this Missouri pick, but um, I think they do enough offensively against that Florida defense that's been inconsistent. I I love Florida's skill positions. One thing, we don't know what we're going to get out of Florida either. They've missed two straight weeks. They've had some more COVID-positive tests this week. Obviously, they have enough to play the game. But they could have some key guys missing that we're not aware
1: of. Well, Mitch, I look forward to both of us somehow getting all of these picks wrong. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) I know Uh, I'm dreading this. I'm gonna.
2: I'm. I mean, I've wrote them down. One of us. One of us is going to do very well. Actually, one of us is not going to do well.
1: (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Well, we gotta. We gotta figure out a some sort of a a barbecue bet or something. Maybe the next. uh, The next time I'm in. I'm in Nashville. the, oh, have you
2: tried the tur? I, my guess is no. Have you tried the turkey on this pellet grill yet?
1: I have not yet. I once uh-huh. well, so now it's cooling down, and then once the season starts, like my, it's a it's a cumbersome process hitting up the the yeah. the, the uh, pellet grill. So once the season starts, like my Saturdays are no longer like vacant, and so I can't dedicate an entire eight hours to hanging out and nursing the the pork belly burn-ins or, in your case, uh, turkey. So hopefully at some point very, very soon. Yesterday it was pouring rain, and I was staring out there. Uh, I've got a cover on it, obviously, but looking at it just getting rained on, it was very, very sad, uh, yep. a, a, a alarming moment. But today is a, a little bit nicer weather around here in Knoxville so uh, but no I will eventually uh, hit up turkey my wife is a major turkey proponent so I'm sure she will she will campaign for that as well well good she, she she'll love it and uh,
2: yes we will the winner of this uh, little little uh, these picks the next time you're in Nashville we will pick a fine barbecue establishment and we will the winner pays that sounds good the, lo- the, no, the loser pays. The I like the
1: uh, the butcher and the bee I like the bacon wrapped dates there but I also um, myself and Jason Kersey who uh, was in Nashville for a random recruiting story. This was in, like, February. We were we were in Nashville on the same day for our stories and ended up grabbing lunch. Pharmacy. Have you been to the Pharmacy Burgers in Nashville? Yes. That I was, have, like, one so of the fun. best meals I've had in 2020. Granted, that number <laughs> plummeted once once everything shut down. We, we do a decent amount of takeout on the weekends, but that's not quite the same. Yes. Uh, but, man, that's, like, that's a top-tier burger. I did get... Uh, Stock and barrel this weekend, uh, and took it to Nayland Stadium because they're not doing like food for media, so you just sort of bring your own food. And that was, I hadn't been there, uh, in almost a year, and I was reminded of how, how elite that burger is. Um, but man, I've been thinking about that pharmacy burger. That might be the top of my list.
2: Yeah, I drove by pharmacy in East Nashville the other day. It's a, I haven't been in probably a couple of years, but mm-hmm. an outst- outstanding place. So we, uh, maybe it's a pharmacy burger, maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, a pork sandwich But we'll figure out uh, the, the loser I said earlier The winner The loser <laughs> of this will, will
1: buy it by lunch That sounds Well we should just Roll Road into it And then he can just pay For both of it Just out of spite He should be honored To go to lunch <laughs> with us So we'll make him pay <laughs> That sounds good All right, well, that will do it for this week's pick. Uh, Best of luck. Enjoy the weekend of games, and we will see you guys on Monday. I'll be there with Andy Staples talking about the weekend that was in the SEC. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Leave us a uh, review, a rating, uh, tell a friend about the show. It only helps us grow and bring this show to you every weekday. Thank you again. We'll see you on Monday.